Welcome to a Skyrimatic podcast where I will discuss my adventures and misadventures through Skyrim. Join me. Add your stories. Add your tales. Let's uh, let's get into this thing. Hang out. Okay, I guess we're live. So. Uh, oh. Here we are. Uh, I guess uh, it's just me and Colin today on the Skyrim Addict. Michael is on vacation. Introduce me. <laughs> hey, Colin. Hey, How Victor. I'm good. So we're just hanging out on yeah on Easter Sunday in the afternoon and having done our due diligence with uh, with religion and uh, families, etc. And so now back to Skyrim, right? Yes. Uh, our religion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of. Yes. Yeah. I've been praying a lot to Kinnereth lately, uh, although that didn't work out so well for me with yesterday, which I will explain later. Uh, oh, God. Uh, so Colin and I have been playing with lots of uh, lots of overhauls lately, and uh, so so why why did you go back to Skyrim, Colin, after all the Fallout Four we were playing? Uh, it was. Uh... Uh, I think I mentioned it on the last one with uh, Mike, or was it in my feedback? I can't remember which. Uh, I think it was, I was feedback, yeah. I was um, looking for a, a new name for my character for the uh, Fallout Roundtable, and there's a couple of anime I watched, and there's a couple of different, two different, um, from two completely different animes, uh, a protagonist in each, and I just took both their names, the surname from one and the first name from the other one, uh, and put them together and made that the, uh, the name of my character. That's really cool. I like that. So I I was trying to uh, make sure that I was going to spell the name correctly. Uh, not that it matters, but you know, it just it matters to me. I wanted to spell it correct. Yeah, it's um, fiction after all, but you know, it, it is it is important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, excuse me. So I um. I checked on the spelling, and his name, uh, his given name, uh, is uh, Ruji, and it comes from a really old Japanese word, uh, a name called Rujin, and it turns out uh, Rujin in Japanese means dragon god. Oh, cool. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, and that inspired me to make, like, you know, the dragonborn Rujin. He's a dragon god and sort of like you know it's kind of all fate so that was just that was the only basis for starting the new game and where i had been out of playing skyrim for a good couple of months i think uh i wanted to start out a whole new one uh under no guidelines just so on my own and i could just do whatever i want we yeah. also wanted a, an overhaul as well so we would keep it nice and fresh and sort of like you know everything would be well not everything but you know the gameplay wise would be a surprise yeah. So, and you tried Requiem first. I, we we haven't had a chance to really talk about that live, except briefly last week during the Inception episode there. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, so, but you didn't you didn't stick with it. You didn't like it. No, I well, I didn't give it that much of a chance because um, uh, I'd like to advance along in, in sort of like the quest lines and things like that. So, I wanted to carry on and do the. Um, the main quest, but obviously I couldn't do that because I couldn't get past all the enemies. Yeah, yeah. Because they were, they were high, way high, well, 
uh, higher level. It was the three bandits. So I, basically, I came out and um, I wandered around. I came out with Rayloff, wandered around a little bit, but went to White Run, picked up uh, a spell or two. I was wearing heavy armor, mm-hmm. which took me all the way up to my like. I think my weight limit was only ninety. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty strict. Yeah. And with the heavy armor on, my weight limit was uh, what I was just wearing and carrying one weapon uh, and a couple of other things was 86 or something. So then I went up to meet those three guys at the watchtower and uh, I couldn't, I could get, take two of them. um, And it varied which one it was because I tried about seven or eight times. It varied which two it was, but uh, either the guy um, with the two handed sword would one shot me um, or there was a, the one who was upstairs come running down and he had a crossbow. Yeah, crossbows are... And, uh, you know, uh, ranged weapons in general, uh, bows and crossbows are really deadly in Requiem. Um, both ways. I mean, they're, they're pretty... They're fairly deadly from the player out, too. But, but uh, yeah, they'll really wreck you. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's interesting. I mean, I... I uh, when you mentioned uh, that you were going to try a Requiem play, um, I decided to resurrect it. I think I mentioned that last week. So I've I've been uh, I've been experimenting with it a lot, and and uh, I've, I've, I'm up to level five on my on my most recent character in Requiem, and it's it's it really really forces you to change your play style totally, which is kind of cool. I like that, and that's. Part of the reason why I wanted to get back into Skyrim too is I, I had sort of gone way out of my, you know, my normal way of playing. I'd played two two sort of nasty, evil, you know, undead characters in a row, and I was getting kind of just sort of dragged down by it. So I wanted something good <laughs> and bright, and so that's why I, tr- I created my Verilus Hems character, and he's he's playing a fairly standard one, basically my my sort of basic you know, wide ranging mod list with ordinator and, and a bunch of other stuff. But then I decided to try a, a Requiem and uh, I experimented. I, I actually went through like two, three characters, um, two of the same name. And then this most recent one. Um, and uh, it's been interesting. I, I, I said, you know, it's, it's uh, not only does it force you to change your, your play style. Uh, it's much slower, especially at the beginning. You really have to just sort of plod along. Uh, I think it has a tendency to uh, not force you to uh, grind, but it, it sort of makes grinding uh, not necessary, but it's. I, I've watched several, you know, sort of videos of people who play Requiem a lot, and they do tend to grind a lot. And I, I don't, I don't like that. So mm-hmm. it is. It makes it a lot slower. I know there's one guy I was watching, and he was like, he was up to like level seventy or some ridiculous thing before he really even engaged in any quests by just doing all kinds of things. You know, like he he'd go in and and do one. You know, the what is the the quest for Adrienne where you bring the sword up to her dad and and so that sets you in good with with the white run folk so then you can just like take all the silver off the tables and shelves and everything like <laughs> so he runs around and takes all the silver off and then runs down the, the you know or i should say plod because you have the weight limits so you plod your way down to the, to the uh uh you know the, the the forge or whatever and melt that all down because requiem allows you to do that uh and uh 
and you know make silver etc cetera, etc cetera. so i decided i didn't really want to do that i tried that with one of the characters and i just sort of didn't like it it was kind of mm. it was grindy you know dull um but one of the things i found since we both mod a lot uh requiem doesn't play well with other mods even even though there are patches tons of patches out there it took me quite a long time to get the get the mod running um with the patcher and stuff like that i, you, I guess you had a, a much easier time of it if i remember correctly right oh i had a really I, I extremely light mod list apart from requiem i think i had uh was immersive hood uh convenient horses and i think there was a couple of uh, um was it um uh, the harvest overhaul mod uh-huh uh, and I think it was it was pure waters and purity. Oh, okay, nice. And that was it. And that was it. I, I think that was just about it. That's all mm-hmm. I had. And um, let me see. I can I can pull it up here. Oh no, it's locked. I don't want to open up. That'll just mess me up. Um, but yeah, I had a really light mod list. So apart from Wacker, Wacker was the only one that was doing any game changes. So I didn't have any problems with setting it up because that was the only thing that was um, changing everything. So I didn't have to fight with uh, like combat overhaul or revenge of the enemies or change the stats on, was it immersive armors and immersive yeah. weapons and things like that. So I didn't have any of that to worry about. But you did run uh, the patcher, right? You ran the Requiem for the indifferent patcher. Um I I can't remember. I, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think it makes you. It, it you it'll it'll load the game but then you'll you'll sort of get into a certain point. Oh yes. Yeah. And when say, you yeah. walk into Helden Keep and it starts out making you do all that crap. Yeah. There it was about six times I had to come out come back in, come out, come back in. Like, <laughs> I was like, this better be worth it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I went through and looked at because uh, the, the first Requiem uh, setup I did had had some of the combat overhauls in it and stuff like that. And, and then I said, okay, well, I'm not going to do any of that. And I took out a bunch of stuff. I, I, I left in things like, you know, complete craft, crafting overhaul and a few other things like that, which for which there are good active patches uh, for the latest version of Requiem. So I figured that was safe. Um, and for the most part, it has been, but I've had all kinds of weird things that, and things that have never, with all these mods that I've used so many times for literally years now, uh, and have never had these sorts of issues I've had with the Requiem playthrough, like the Brawl Bug. Have you ever had Brawl Bug issues um, in, your, in any of your games? The only brawl one is sometimes my follower will start hacking away at people. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Uh, I actually had one in my, in this playthrough. I was uh, punching some guy in the face, and <laughs> uh, was it, it was that uh, tool from uh, Windhelm? Oh, and, uh, Iron Fist. I hog Iron Fist. That's oh, uh, God, yes. Yeah. So I, I'm giving him a beating, as <laughs> everybody should do in all of the playthroughs. <laughs> and I get him to, and I've got the best of him. He hits me, although he's in clothes. I'm in like a full heavy armor. He get, hits me, I hit him. He, I take a lot more health off of him. It goes. I get him down to about a quarter health. Then he starts regenerating health faster than I regenerate stamina. Wow! 
and it is I'm hitting him as hard as I can. I'm because oh, I'm it's perma. Every strike that I'm using, not even uh, just normal punches, uses up stamina. So I'm hitting him as hard as I can, and even though I hit him, his regenerating health is going up. It's not going down. Wow. So I don't know what that was about. So I got really annoyed. Um, so I, uh, in the middle of the fight, bumped it all the way down to novice, punched the crap out of him, <laughs> took the hundred gold off of him. Uh, <laughs> and then when he stood up, I went into the console, clicked on him and pressed kill. <laughs> and But it turns yeah. out he's essential, so yeah, he can't course. actually die. Yeah. So he is now crawling around all around Windhelm on his hands and knees. <laughs> As he deserves to do. Yes. yes he's <laughs> That's great. I love it. Uh, yeah, no, I had I had issues with, I, for anybody who's not aware of, of the brawl bugs in Skyrim, the, the brawl script is very sensitive. And if you have any, uh, especially stamina buffs, uh, if you have a stamina buff that will regenerate your stamina in the middle of a brawl, uh, the game triggers another script which uh, forces the NPC you're brawling with to think that you have used magic and then they will draw their weapon and kill you if you're too too low level or they'll just fight and then the brawl fails Uh, and uh, so and I've never had that happen before ever in any of my games with all these mods until I started this playthrough with with Requiem, and all of a sudden I, I decided I want, I want to do companions on this one. So, because I loaded another mod, which is actually really really good, which is an extension of the companions quest line, um, and uh, so and that one it takes you many 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 more uh, little fetch quests and, and things to to jo- actually go to the you know the trials and the, and the inner circle of the companions so you, and all that stuff. You, you can't become the harbinger in three days. Exactly. You cannot. Not not even close. That's um, just unrealistic. Yeah, and that's that's what he is. Yeah, but then so so many things are right. Uh, uh, but yeah, he's so and he's added some actually some some really good uh, lines of, of script which are you know spoken silently uh, of course. But there there's new conversation options in all the uh, the standard vanilla conversation trees. It's kind of cool. He even uh, wrote in a a little explanation for, you know how I've always, I've I've harped on this so many times over the last couple of years in in these podcasts about how I hate that line that Ayala says about, you know, well, we're uh, heroes, you know, if the coin is good enough and it's like really pisses me off. And so, uh, and he even explains that he has your character ask exactly that question. Well, that sounds kind of stupid. You know, you're, you're only, you only go someplace and be good if you, if you get paid for it. And, and it's actually a really good explanation for that. It goes back to Isgrimor, and everything it's very uh, it's very well done uh but anyway i uh i had all these brawl bug issues and i could not get rid of them and and uh uh the last night i was pulling my literally pulling my hair out um my hair is much shorter than it was yesterday uh, <laughs> and uh but i finally got that resolved and then and and then i started having issues with uh, amazing follower tweaks i had to sort of excise that for my game so anyway uh, not to get boring about it, but Requiem is, is tough on, on, on mods. Uh, and, but I have really enjoyed the actual play 
of Requiem. It's it, like I said, it's slower and more deliberate, um, and you really have to. Uh, I've you know I've taken, I've sort of adjusted some of the settings. So you're you know, in Requiem, if, if you have a wooden bow, and you get attacked by a wolf, uh, the wolf will break your bow instantly. Especially you know if you're like one or level one through six or seven, it's just gone. The bow is gone. Uh, and of course, if, if you're in heavy armor, you can't run away. <laughs> so it's like you're fucked, basically. Uh, you're fucked a lot in Requiem. So, uh, yeah. so I and you can, and he's allowed you to shut that off and stuff. So, but anyway, enough of Requiem. You you're playing with Perma, right? Yes, I'm playing with Perma. Uh, Procus Maximus. Uh, it's done by the same guy who who done uh, Skyrim. And I'm sorry, sir, I've forgotten your name for a minute. It's like T3NDO, Tendo. That's it, uh, Tendo, yeah, yeah. T3NDO. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I really like um, Perkis Maximus. Um, one of the reasons is why I've never played any of the um, the Witcher uh, series, but I've, I've watched, uh, I think, the first and the second playthroughs uh, on Gopher's channel. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, I really enjoyed watching him play through it. I don't think it's uh, a game that I, I would enjoy myself because I don't particularly like the character. Um, but what um, Perma has done with some of the perks he's added to the two-handed is it, it allows you to get into a fight similar to The Witcher. So you have particular moves that you will do. Um, like when I'm... The perks that I've got now with um, I've forgotten I got it's uh, two-handed, and with the power attacks you've got obviously the forward power attack, the sideward power attacks, and the backwards power attack. So I, when I'm fighting, I choose which one to use and when to use it, so <laughs> I can take down uh, my opponent. Like uh, the backwards power attack now um, is it will once per target it will strike the target to the ground excluding giants and um dragons and stuff like that uh but also if i hit them with a backwards power attack at the when they're below 30% health uh it will do 300 times damage wow so i pick my moments of when to go in keep them back keep them so sort of, you know where uh, well, like the really tough ones, um, Lydia can get in there with her shield and sort of like block them off, and I can have my Atronach attack them. And then when I think that they're down low enough, I'll I'll wait in with the big two-handed. Um, I've got a bastard sword at the moment, huh. and um, I strike them down with purposely with a uh, instead of just like you know swinging for the fences, I go in there pull out their power attack and then pull back so I could do a backwards power attack. They instantly strike to the ground if they weren't below enough health so it does the 300 bonus damage. Um, then they're already lying on the ground anyway. Whereas if I get in there too early and strike them to the ground, then they've got time to get back up and give me a kick in, which uh, <laughs> it can happen with some of the enemies now. What level are you? Uh, 30-something. Oh, wow. Um, give me a second. Get back in the game here. Uh, level thirty-six. Uh, I've mainly concentrated on um, 
heavy armor, which he's done some great things with, and heavy weaponry, which is two-handed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got heavy weaponry, and then you got light weaponry, which is one-handed, and ranged weaponry, which is because he split bows. You've got um, short bows, which fire arrows really quickly, but mm-hmm. uh, things that are close range. And then he's also done long bows, which does really powerful shots, but it takes you a long time to fully draw your bow. And to strike your target. Yeah, Requiem handles bows similarly. There's a long and and short bow, and and the draw does make a difference. Um, Yeah, I I actually, I tried Perma when it first came out, and I, uh, you know, being the sort of ADD gamer that I am, I played it for a little while and then sort of, you know, dropped it and ran off to something else shiny, and I never really uh, um, plumbed its depths, I guess. Uh, but I, I did watch some of Gopher's uh, what play testing. He never f- actually finished his testing in no. Perma, but uh, um, I don't know why. Uh, well, actually, I suspect why. But anyway, um, but but he I I watched some of the. Did he do the warrior? I know he did some of the mage trees. He did huge. Yeah, he did some of the warrior one. Uh, there's one. The heavy armor one is really interesting. I've also done the smithing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where I've chosen because you can have these um, like mastery um, mm-hmm. and focus perks, which I think focus perks and mastery perks are like in the warrior tree, you can only choose one mastery perk, which is you can either choose the smithing one, the two handed one, the heavy armor one. Uh, same with the magic one. If you choose one focus or one mastery, it's the only one you can choose. You can't get one from destruction and illusion and alteration. It has just to be one across all the board. Yeah, I forgot about that. Doesn't Ordinator does something similar to that, doesn't it? With with uh, uh, things like alchemy stations and stuff like that, you can pick one and, and master it or something, I, I guess. Yeah, like... Um, uh, Michael was talking about his enchanting where he's going to be able to do like a miracle enchanting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to work for him because he says what he's going to do is he's going to go legendary and then come back up and then take the perk again. So he can do another uh, miracle one after it. Uh-huh. I don't think that's going to work. I think he's going to get there. <laughs> yeah. I think he's going to get there <laughs> and it's going to go. Nope. Like we said, only once. <laughs> Yeah, Damn it. yeah, yeah. It'll set up that somewhere, and that'll be that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we'll I, see. Yeah, that's that's cool. I, I guess uh, for me, anyway, uh, you know, I, I'm so poor at analyzing stuff like that, and and, and then remembering all the, the those complex moves. I, you know, I guess maybe that's why I'm responding a little more to Requiem, which is completely the opposite. He simplified the uh, the perk trees. Even they're even more simple than in many ways than the original vanilla game. Uh, and so it, it's, it's easier to remember stuff. Um, but uh, so what, what are you, so you're, are you playing, you're playing the whole, the whole game, right? You're, you're basically yeah. doing the whole thing with this guy. Yeah. He's, um, he's a Breton. I should have got into that. He's Breton. His name's um, um, Lee Ryujin. And he uh, is concentrated on smithing, heavy armor, and um, heavy weaponry. Uh, there, I've got up to 60 in um, smithing, which at 50 I was able to get uh, up to um, orcish armor, and I can mm-hmm. make orcish stuff. But I went up through the center as well of the smithing tree. 
No, you can. If you you can't um, fix anything unless you have the perk. So unlike Skyrim vanilla, you can't sort of like pick up an ebony piece of armor, grab a piece of ebony, and uh, smith it up. You have yeah. to have the perk to be able to help with that, which is what they do with most uh, perk overhauls. Yeah, Requiem is the same way, basically. You have to find a book. Uh, in fact, you can't even uh, smith at all, really, at the very beginning until you find that first uh, smithing book. Um, and uh, nothing, yeah, it's, it's basically the same same idea. Yeah. I did have to take a perk to do meltdowns, and you can only melt down the equipment that you have the perk in. So I can only melt down steel, dwarven, and orcish stuff. I can't melt down sort of like a moonstone because I haven't taken the perk. Hmm. That's cool. Uh, but I can, from the very start of whichever one, I can... Uh, enhance magically enchanted items straight away, so I don't have to take a perk for that. Yeah, that's that's really nice because that's really frustrating in, in vanilla and, and <laughs> uh, in fact, Skyrim, which is the predecessor, was you had to be like level sixty or something, or at least forty anyway to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I went up through the center, and uh, in the center, you've got the um, the mastery perk in smithing, which is war forged which allows you to reforge any gear into uh, Warforged gear. And Warforged gear has considerably better stats than regular gear, but cannot be enchanted. Oh, okay. But while using a Warforged weapon, attacks consume no stamina, apart from power attacks. Huh. And while wearing at least four pieces of Warforged armor of any material, you gain the perks of each material that you have invested in its perk. So if when you invest in the steelsmithing perk, um, you have a better resistance to bows and crossbow bolts. And when you invest in dwarven, you... um, you have a better protection against um, was it the dwarven machinery and farmer. Okay. And when you invest in orcish, you do 15% more damage with orcish weapons. And if you have warforged gear, you get all of those perks. Oh, so even no matter what you're wearing? Yes. So oh. what you're doing is you're incorporating all your knowledge that you know of steel all your knowledge of Dwarven and all your knowledge of Orcish and making it into this one masterpiece of uh, set of armor and set of weapons. That's really cool. That's a nice... That's, what that's I thought was what I thought was cool, just one little, was that uh, once you get that Warforged stuff, the normal attacks for weapons don't cost any stamina. So I've got to level 36... Or whatever it was, or whatever level it was in the thirties, to be able to get uh, Warforged uh-huh. up to how vanilla Skyrim is, where <laughs> normal yeah. attacks cost no stamina, and it was a pain in the ass. <laughs> how does that affect your leveling? Does it? I mean, what's the? Is there any sort of debuff to leveling or anything like that, or or is it? Is it still sort of increment? Yeah, just incrementally of uh, punching, uh, hitting people in the face with a big two-handed weapon, and yeah, yeah. you know all the the what you may call it the stones—they're all still the same. 
That's right. Yeah, he didn't change. Well, he does say in, on the page you can sort of load his original Sky Restones if you want, and you can yeah. add you can add those modules to it uh, to Perma because Perma is just a perk overhaul. It's not. I mean, there's there's some stuff behind the scenes there. So I shouldn't say just, but I mean, it's a pretty huge mod. But but uh, it's mostly a perk overhaul, right? Yeah, it's got added added spells and things like that. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's really cool. I. Uh, um, I did start up a perma character again, just to see if, you know, when you said you were doing it, I wanted to go back and, and uh, try to go through the, the process, uh, you know, running the, the patch, the, the Skyproc patcher and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it went, it went pretty well. It's, it's as long as your Java is up to date and, and, uh, and you follow the instructions well. It seems to, it seems to run without too much, too many hitches. Uh, actually, a little easier than Requiem did. <laughs> Requiem <laughs> gave me all kinds of, all kinds of grief. Uh, but uh, no, that's really cool. I, uh, I, I'd like to. Uh, well, I'd like to think I could go in and and, <laughs> and learn all that stuff. Uh, uh, but, was it? Uh, I had um, a little issue. Uh, with Perma after I'd run the patcher. Uh, I found some, early on, I found some steel plate armor on uh, a bandit chief. Uh-huh. And um, its uh, armor rating was 17. <laughs> and I was like, eh, that's, that doesn't seem right. Um, and I didn't want to run the patcher again because I had like 50 mods loaded in and it it can take up to an hour for the patcher to run, depending yeah, on the lower slow. order. Yeah, it's really slow. So uh, that was my first um, foray into. Um, I've forgotten the name of it now. Wirebash. Uh, no, not Wirebash. The other one. Um, oh, TS five. Did you did you yeah. go in and edit it manually? Edit it. Yeah, I went Ooh, into. Good for you. Wow. I edited, uh, but I didn't make a new edit. Uh, I was watching the videos, and uh, what I did was done what everybody tells you not to do. I uh, <laughs> I, I edited the patch, so oh. the the patches matches uh, patch. The um, what it brings out at the end. Uh, what was that? The um, Palma. Yeah, the Palma. Where uh, when I uh, when that had finished, I went into that and changed what it said the armor rating should be. I had a big warning flashing light saying, are you sure? Do you know what you're doing? No, but I'm doing it anyway. Get the fuck out of my way. Yeah. So uh, I, uh, I guesstimated what, uh, from looking at the boots and looking at similar armors, what their armor rating was, uh, and I guesstimated and gave, I threw an armor rating at it and then never used it just so it looked right when I picked it up. Yeah. Interesting. I've never, I've never actually tried to do that. I've, I've been afraid of, of getting in and, and rolling up my sleeves and editing. I mean, I use TS5 Edit for other things, uh, running, you know, script scripts like Dindalod and 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 sniffing out why why the game is crashing, which is a good way to use it. But um, I've never actually gone in and edited anything. So good on you. It's, uh, it's your first. <laughs> you, you're an expert now, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Expert of at doing things wrong because it, <laughs> it was telling me at all steps, "Don't do this." The guy in the video, "Don't do this." Never do that. Ever do yeah. that? I went, "Oh, well, that looks real simple and easy to do." But the way I looked at it is that if I wanted to fix the armor, I had to run the patcher. The reason why I was looking at this is so I didn't have to run the patcher again. If it did yeah. go all 
if it did go all tits up, I just deleted the patch ESP and then run the patcher again and then yeah, run it again. The it'd be fine. Yeah, as long as as long as it's on a uh, you know you didn't bake it into a save or something, and you can just delete that save and, and go back. You know, a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if uh, if if you if it's worth running Rybash if you're making a bash patch with the, the with perma or not. I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've played with it because um, that might have taken care of, of it as well. I think you would do Rybash first and then run run the patches Maximus last. Um, yeah, but that's what one of the guys said in one of the videos. Yeah, because um, that's what you do with with like. Uh, um, you can also do merge patches with, with have you ever done a merge patch with a TS5 edit? Uh, that'll take some of the things that Rybash doesn't. I don't think you do that with Pama, but you might. I don't know. It, it takes some of the other uh, things and and gets rid of some of the you know the other conflicts uh, aside from level lists. Um, and because uh, Rybash doesn't, I guess it doesn't do all the level lists. Perfectly or something. I don't know. Anyway, it's, that's like too complex for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got uh, was it three different copies of the same mod all loaded in. I can't be I can't be bothered with the with the bashed patches. So I just have like a big, huge, long li- load list <laughs> of mods, and it's all got like you know uh, cloaks of Skyrim, um, sort of like Jornaria so uh-huh. far. Cloaks of Skyrim, uh, Ryujin playthrough, Cloaks of Skyrim, and then something else as well. Oh, yeah, I do the same thing. No, totally. Uh, That's really a good – I think that's good practice uh, because, you know, if you you start messing around with – some of that stuff is global in in Mod Organizer. So, uh, you know, yeah, it's a good idea to to do installations, uh, which is one of the reasons why I I did so much – like deleting of cruft uh, when I went back to playing Skyrim recently, it was just, I had all kinds of stuff like that from, from, you know, past playthroughs uh, and they were all like out of date and there were two or three versions of it. It was just like, Oh my God, <laughs> so I just deleted it all um, and put, put some of those characters into the, you know, the hall of honor uh, never to be played again, but this, but at least I, ha- I still have the save. you know. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's, that's a, uh, <laughs> Uh, I think that's that's pretty good practice. Um, so I I just want I mean as far as other mods that that you know we're playing with um, I've been experimenting with some some new stuff just to go over really quickly. Um, uh, there's a mod called Clarilux which is a, a lighting mod. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it in one of the previous episodes or not. Um, it's you know it's I don't know if people are familiar with like. Uh, uh, it's a realistic lighting overhaul, or RLO, or, or ELFX, the enhanced lighting and NFX, and all that stuff. Uh, Clarilux is is a is a it's really it's really good, um, <laughs> uh, and so anybody I, I would recommend it to anybody to, to give it a try. It, it is a fairly scripty mod. Um, mm because it, it you know it adds timed lights the lights come on and off you know depending on the time of day it adds a lot of uh lanterns along the roads it does not you know it would, it would compete with a with the old mod uh, the lanterns of skyrim mod um the but it it makes some really nice ambient effects i, I took a screenshot of riverwood the other day that was just really 
freaking gorgeous uh, with with the lighting. Um, and uh, it has some issues, you know. Every once in a while, you'll be running along a road or something like that. And as as the you know as you're moving along in in the world, Clarilux is you know looking at where you are and and turning lights on and off at, at different levels as you as you move through the world. And every once in a while, uh, you know, it'll get out of sync with itself, and you'll get these little big light balls <laughs> around. <laughs> but the the mod author has has. Uh, um, provided some really good tools to, to get rid of that and just sort of reset the lighting. It takes about a minute and a half, just, just sort of stand there and wait and it resets itself and it's fine. Um, so if you, you know, this is, that's what modding is all about. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's, if, uh, yeah. If you want that beauty and sort of uh, what, you, as you said, that scene you had in Riverwood, if yeah. you want that, then, you know, it comes with a certain cost because, yeah. you know, it, that's what mods are. You want because I had the same thing with uh, convenient horses earlier on. Is uh, I was messing around, so I've got um, Lydia with me, who's been with me pretty much from the start, um, like level five or something like that. When I took the the dragon at the watchtower, uh, and I've just recently, I think it was yesterday, got uh, Arnea from uh, the Azura quest, uh-huh. and. Um, so I was messing around giving them like their particular horses. So Lydia's got her Palomino horse, um, who's got a Nordic saddle on it. Uh, and then I was messing around with uh, Arnia. She's going to have a was it a, a grey horse uh, who's going to have an imperial saddle. So <laughs> yeah. I can tell the difference between their horses and my horse. And, uh, and then suddenly I came out of my house and all the horses were frozen solid. <laughs> oh no! Uh, and wouldn't move. Um, so what I had to do was um, I had to turn, uh, go into the, the mod because it's on the MCM. Uh, go into the mod, and then all I had to do was turn off. Um, was it uh, horses for followers? Turned it off. Their horses disappeared. I saved. I reloaded, and then I turned it back on again. Horses for followers got on my horse, and then they summoned both the horses, and everything was fine. Huh. It took like. 30 seconds, but if I, I wanted all of that, so every once in a while, thing just gives you a, a little kick in the teeth, and you go, all right, don't worry, I'll, I'll fix it, and then you carry on moving. Yeah. But I'm like level 36, and that's the first time it's happened, so. Yeah, I, I uh, uh, well, I've had trouble with follower mods uh, this week also with Requiem, and, and right now I'm having uh, sort of the opposite issue where uh, I, had to, I had to switch from um, um, amazing follower tweaks to EFF again, which is not necessarily for the faint of heart uh, in the middle of a playthrough, mm-hmm. uh, but um, there's certain tools that allow you to do that. And so I pulled all the scripts out of the out of the save and and uh, reloaded EFF. But now poor Uthgird won't get on a horse, <laughs> so, <laughs> so she's running around behind me. <laughs> yeah, it's really kind of annoying. So uh, I don't know. I have the feeling that my Requiem uh, character is doomed, but but it's been fun. Uh, but yeah, I know what you mean. With, with convenient horses is actually off, pretty damn stable mod. It's 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 so yep. it's, it's so well well done, um, and and stuff. So, uh, but uh, so I also tried uh, recently. Uh, I forget his name, and and he's kind of weird mod name Enai Saison or something like that. Um, and uh, he uh, or she um, 
has released a big weather overhaul sort of to compete with purity, which is what I use mostly, which is really, really nice, nicely done, but it's called, uh, uh, oh, uh, it starts with a V. <laughs> and now I've got vigor stuck in my head, which is a combat overhaul. Uh, vivid, sorry, vivid, it's the vivid uh, weathers, I think he calls it. Um, and it's pretty good. Uh, I'd have to say that I like purity better. Are you using a, a weather or anything? You said you're using water and, and purity? Yeah, I, I had uh, pure waters and I put uh, purity in. Okay. And I ran with it for the first 10 levels, but then I just kept on. You know those stutters you kept on, kept on getting on the horse? Uh-huh, yeah. I was getting those constantly, even when I was just running along the road. Really? And that's... And that's running along the road in heavy armor, so you know how slow that is. Yeah. And uh, it turns out it was um, it was purity. Uh, my game, my computer just couldn't handle it. Nothing wrong with the mod. Yeah. My game just couldn't handle it. It's just oh. too much with, with all the water and sort of like the waterfalls because I know it noticed it added like a few spectacular sites, like locations you should go and check out on the map. Yeah. And I was like, uh, oh, I really wanted to see those, but no, I want to continue with my game, so. It just slowed it down too much. No, oh, that's too bad. Yeah, he added a bunch of uh, stat- you know, statues and waterfalls and stuff. And there's, I don't even, you know, something I, I've always just sort of stopped and sort of gazed at them because they're really pretty, but I've never actually gone to look at the base of the statues to see if there's any kind of treasure or something there. <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe there is, I don't know, you know. But he, but he put in, yeah, uh, a lot of, a lot of those, uh, you know, the, 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 I don't know, falls of Kinnereth or whatever, and stuff and they're really pretty and he also put i believe uh torches and sconces near them so they really light up beautifully at night and stuff it's really nice uh, it's a really pretty uh, pretty mod uh, so yeah so where else are we uh you uh did you like come up with a a complete backstory for your character or, or is he just sort of the dude from britain yeah he's just uh he's just a britain guy uh he's come he lost his money, and now he's come to Skyrim to get more money. Uh, so there's certain things that he does, like uh, he, um, oh, where was it? Um, the Sereti Farm. He just got to the Sereti Farm as he was making his way across to Mizult. Um, and, you know, he gets to the Sereti Farm, and she's like, my sister's, you know, a lazy tool, and... Uh, so I've got so much work, and I really need all these jazz by your grapes. Well, he turned around and went, yeah, good luck with that. And carried on his way. Uh, didn't say anything. Well, she's like, I'm going to pick pick you some grapes to get like two, three hundred gold. Uh, I'm going to go off and do something, you know, that's going to make me a ton of gold. Uh-huh. Uh, it's quite fun. But um, some of the things that I've been finding in the game because of the mods are, are really surprising and really good. Uh, and most of the time I have no idea which mod has added it. Um, one I of the, totally, yeah. I've been experiencing that lately too. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. Uh, one of the, the greatest ones so far uh, was, uh, uh, where was I? I was going to one of the, I was doing one of the, um, the bounty quests for right one when I first started off. So I was running around, uh, going up to the bar, saying, you got any jobs, get a bounty quest, go to the nearest bandit camp, clear it out, come back, get the bounty, clear it out. 
So I went to uh, the one, it's not Halted Stream Camp, it's the one that's in the Bandit Camp, but it's also, you know where you get the the Luna Forge? Yeah, right? it's right right next door to Halted Stream, basically, yeah. Yeah, yep. it's yep. that one. So I'm running up there, and you got the guys down at the front, a couple of archers and a mage. Then you got some of the guys that are up near the forge, and they come running down the steps. So we took care of those. And then you've got the little place off to the side where you go in to kill. It's not a bandit chief. There's like usually a leveled bandit, like a bandit outlaw or something like that. And right, he's yeah. now you got to kill. Yeah. So I kill everybody outside. I I'm still in heavy armor, but I get in sneak mode just to uh, get in, get in the lay of the land. I come through the door, and all I hear is clash, bang, wah, wah, bang. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> This has never happened before. What the hell's going on? I'm turning around to Lydia, and she just shrugs at me. I've got a clue what's going on. (laughs) All I hear is the death rattle of someone going, uh, 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 and then the die. Let that be a lesson to you. (laughs) I'm like, right, what the hell's going on here? So I uh, put on stone flesh, which in perma makes my my flesh look like stone. Oh, wow. (laughs) And... Yeah, and oak flesh makes my flesh look like oak. He's added like a texture to it, so you look like you're a piece of wood. That's really cool, huh? Yeah. So I put on my stone flesh, get my two-handed weapon out, and then six white run guards walk up the steps. Oh wow! <laughs> and start walking past me, and the first one goes past, and he goes, "Morning, Thane," and walks out the door. <laughs> and the second one carries on. He's going, and he goes, oh, "Don't go to sh- uh, uh, like." Shiver Mist Cave, you know, there's uh, something around there. It smells awful bad. Map marker added. Then the next one walks past, and it's just like this ends with conversations as they walk past. Morning, thing. Morning, morning, That's awesome. morning. <laughs> and then I went there, and everybody, all the bandits were dead because um, it came up cleared because they had killed a bandit, and it was. It so, was what do you think? Added, what, what mod do you think that added that? Well, the only one I can think of which I haven't loaded would be immersive patrols. Oh. And it's not loaded into my game. That's the only one I've ever seen it do something like that where it has excuse me. <coughs> um but it was just brilliant. Uh, yeah, that's like awesome. the, the guards going out to clear the local bandits. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, it's funny cuz I've I've uh I loaded some guard guard stuff in recently too. I was watching uh, I think it was um one of Bro Duel's little series of, of, uh, of you know, mod mod video series. And, and they mentioned a couple that I had never, never done before. And one of them is called Suspicious Guards. Have you ever seen that? I don't think so. No. It's very cool. So if you're, if you, when you have, it goes along well with, you know, the, the sort of the classic guard dialogue overhaul, which is, you know, the, the standard thing where the guards don't, you know, they'll treat you a little more realistically, you know, based on your, your level. Um, but suspicious guards. Uh, so if you're like a thief character in particular and you start sneaking around in one of the cities, one of the guards is going to notice you and he's going to start following you. <laughs> <laughs> and then and he'll like, you'll, you'll like sneak around a corner and you'll look back around and there's a guard standing there and all of a sudden he'll run a little closer. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's <laughs> trying to run away and then the girls pause for a little while then he'll run after you it's just awesome and uh and i guess they have a all the guards have a little sphere of influence so if you run outside the sphere of influence the guard will sort of lose interest and and uh, uh but and then another guard will pick you up and then they'll start you know and you look around the corner and there's a guard hanging out there it's just it's really cool so <laughs> Um, and they won't, they won't like, you know, let, you know, sort of let go of you until you go out of town and come back in. Uh, so it actually it's, it's a, one of those n nice little touches that just, uh, makes, makes all the, all the difference. You know, it's, so, so it's called suspicious guards. If anybody's interested, it's very, it's very fun. Um, That's yeah. Uh, w one of the things that, that Requiem does interestingly in, in combat is it, uh, and I don't know exactly what mechanism the, he's using, uh, but uh, enemies will um, go into uh, what would you call it? Uh, um, they'll. What is it when when you you know give up and run away? Um, when you're surrendering, or yeah, well, they have. There's some certain stock lines that that uh, Bethesda yeah. threw in, the, you know. But they and they'll they'll start they'll run and cover, and uh, so if you're particularly early on in Requiem when you're when you're you know you're fighting against, since it's an unleveled world and you're fighting very often against enemies that are higher level than you, you have to. I've I've used more traps and tricks than I've ever done in any of my other games, you know, like for like in Ember Shard Mine, for instance, you know, there's, it's always the same when you go in there, there's two guys, you know, at the bridge, the first bridge. And then there, you know, when you lower the, the drawbridge, there's two more that run out and then blah, blah, blah. Uh, so in Requiem, I ran in there and I, there's a, there's a stone trap. Uh, so I run in there and then, aggro them and then back up a little bit just just before the, the, the trip line there waits for them to run just up to me and I trip the line and bury them in rocks you know it's stuff I've never done before uh, but if you if you're if you manage to get into some combat with one of these enemies and you hit them just right uh, they'll cower and run away if you get their health down to a, to a certain level they'll start to run away which is kind of cool um, so it's a way to you know try to game the game a little bit and and uh, because at the beginning in requiem everything's higher level you, you just it, you basically just get wrecked constantly it can be really frustrating so so using any of those little you know mechanisms to to, to try to make it work uh helps a lot so yeah so that's a, a uh, trying to play with play with that a little bit see if uh see if i can make them run away <laughs> so, um but uh Anyway, well, I'm. Uh, that's. Uh, have you got more to more to add? Oh, well, I've got plenty more to add. Uh, I just oh, can't remember. Add away. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember any of it. Uh, it's kind oh, of like. Well, did I mention honed metal? I think that's another mod I've used recently, which is another cool, really excellent little add-in. I think I mentioned it once before, but uh, I'll sort of re-mention re it just briefly. Uh, where you can you can go to any smith and order items, or particularly you can have the smith, uh, you know, um, hone or uh, you know 
you know, make your armor better or, or make your weapons better. Uh, it costs extra money uh, based on the level of the smith. Like if you go to Yorlin Greymane, I think you get better and it costs you more. Uh, but it's a really great idea. So it's, it's a wonderful way of getting better armor and weapons if you don't want to work your way through the smithing tree. Yeah. Uh, so you, um, there are still restrictions, I believe, on you know what you can. You, you have to sort of gather, obviously, as you level up in the game and you start getting better loot, uh, better armor. Uh, you can take an ebony piece to somebody like Yorland. Or Yorland, I don't think, will do ebony. You have to find the right smith for the right material, uh, um, and it can cost a fair amount of money. Um, but it's a really great idea. It's a, it's a really cool mod. Um, and so I've, I've thrown that into, uh, into Requiem to, to try to sort of... I, I, and I feel kind of ambivalent about this. You know, Requiem is such a huge overhaul that... By rights, you should just play it alone, like you did. Uh, but I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I I, uh, I took away like all the. the oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I said it's like you're addicted. Yeah, I've kind of. Yeah, uh, I can't. I just can't help tweaking it a little bit. Um, so, but Hone Metal is really is really cool. Uh, it's definitely worth worth playing with. So. Well, I don't know. We've been about an hour now, I think. Yes. So. I was just wondering if um, uh, something came to me is that uh, have you been playing with Elemental Dragons? Have you opened up Dragons at all in any playthrough? I, I threw Elemental Dragons in a couple of times, but I've been having so many ups and downs with with other stuff, that, uh, and particularly in Requiem, where I have no confidence at all that if I put it, elemental dragons in there and tr and triggered the dragons that I would basically be not, not be able to survive in Skyrim at all. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm going to save that for uh, I'm going to save elemental dragons for another playthrough. I, I have, I, I'm wondering how, how it will add in. I think I may try adding it into my, uh, the guy that I've been really sort of, um, Doing the same kind of playthrough that you're doing with with your with your Breton character. He's uh, this is my Verilus Hems, my my uh, my imperial trader merchant uh, guy who's who's using you know all the, the Thunderchild mod and and bunch. He's doing the Dragonborn quest. So I'm thinking maybe I will add the elemental dragons into that game because uh, that's where he's pretty powerful and I'm really enjoying just playing the game with him and, and just going through. It's the other ones like Requiem and Punter Perma and stuff like that that I'm just sort of tinkering with the game more than actually playing it, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, so. yeah, I had a couple of fights with a couple of dragons and some of them got a little bit... It's fighting what... Um, I was at Perma does to me, uh, like you know, the, the how it makes it harder, and fighting what <laughs> elemental dragons has changed about the dragon fights because there's there's one mechanic that a few of the dragons have, which um, it'll instantly summon an area of effect spell that happens to always land exactly where you're standing. <laughs> Gee, what a coincidence. Yeah. yeah. So it's not that it's like, you know, uh, they'll shoot out. Obviously, they'll shoot out 
uh, breath if you're standing right in front of them. Uh, they can shoot it down from the sky in your general direction. And then they have other area of effect spells that, like, there's ones, there's some that affect the weather. So you get, like, seriously bad rain. Uh, you really? Get, wow. You get uh, rocks that fall from the sky and all these other different things. But a few of them have the mechanic where this thing, it will summon sort of like an AOE exactly where you're standing. And it doesn't <laughs> matter where you're standing, whether you're hiding or whether you're out in the open, it doesn't matter. It will instantly land where you are. Not where <laughs> any of your followers are. And I don't, was it, I had it on one of my other characters. I think it was the round table character. And because he was in robes, there is absolutely no possible way for him to survive that fight. Huh. Because it, just because he was in, in robes, he had no armor. So the minute it hit, it done so much damage that it just killed him instantly. Wow. So I thought with this guy it would be a little bit easier, but I was, I was fighting in a blizzard, which with Perma, it slows me down by 15%. I'm already slowed down because of heavy armor. And even more slow down because perma like makes it even worse because it should be tougher. So, so what yeah. are the, so so what are the things that, outside of of the perks? What does perma do to the game? You know, now you're saying you're that it changes how like you use stamina use, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. What are the what are the things that Perma does like that? Because that's that's interesting. I, I wasn't, I was not aware that that it, that it extended that far into the into the mechanics of the game. Yeah. So was it? Um, it's added a few new spells, but the only ones I can really tell you about is um, uh, what should we call it? Uh, when I was trying to run in a blizzard, it uh, it, it slows you down by fifteen percent. Uh, your movement speed by fifteen percent. Um, and other game changes wise, I'm, does it do combat changes like like uh, like Revenge of the Enemies does or anything like that, or 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 does or not? Uh, I have Revenge of the Enemies running, so I ah, wouldn't okay. know All right. which uh, would do either way. Um, was it? The, I noticed that magic is doing serious damage to me. I've now got to the point where I'm up in heavy armor, where I can take a beating mm -hmm. from uh, a briar heart. I took a few good power strikes from a briar heart like, who is dual, wiel dual wielding. And I still had some. Sorry about that. <laughs> no worries. I took a few uh, power attacks from a briar heart that was using dual wield. And I still had some health left to run away and scream for Lydia. <laughs> uh, save me, save me. Yeah, pretty, that was exactly it. Um, yeah. um, sort of like, you know, doing, and was it the he healing spells are really, really curtailed? They hardly do anything. Um, That's right. And it's over time, doesn't it? The potions heal over time rather than instantly. Yeah. Yeah. You have uh, to go one. into uh, alchemy perks, which was, I was thinking of investing in, but you have to invest in them. If you want decent potions, if not, you use a crap ton. And I have used a crap ton. Thank yeah. you, Harvest Overhaul. Um, <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, that's actually that. Um, Requiem does similar things as you, as you know with 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 healing. You don't heal at all over time. You have to use potions. Uh, and uh, I haven't even tried using restoration magic yet, but I think that's uh, 
severely cur curtailed as well. Um, so uh, yeah, um, but uh, but yes, the the harvest overhaul and some of the other little mods like that really make a huge difference um, when you have to work under those constraints. Um, but uh, yeah, elemental dragons is something I've, 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 I would love to try, but I you know I'll be sort of hiding in caves and cowering. <laughs> Uh, you will. You have to. I have been. Uh, I've yeah. been. Uh, was I think one of the fights where I kept on dying so often it took me like an hour to try and wow. kill this one dragon. Wow. He was just. He was just a real pain. Uh, some of it was. Um, I, I was prepared. I was ready to go for a fight. But as I said, I was fighting the weather as well. Wow. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. I interrupted. No, it was just that sometimes the. Where the like perma what that was doing to me and what the elementals the, where they were fighting against me, I was basically on the back foot the entire fight, and it, the two together kind of wouldn't let me fight. Huh. Um, there, and there was a, an effect as well that made me uh, disarm my weapon, so my um, bow kept on falling on the floor, <laughs> and uh, I have just lost my bloody war forged. Or was it uh, orcish bow? Oh, uh, and I'm not happy about it. I was fighting uh, an iron dragon, and uh, yeah, he made me disarm, and then I continued with the fight. I was going to pick up, pick the bow back up later, but I can't find it. It was oh. out in the middle of the of the brush, so it's somewhere, somewhere, and I'll Ouch. never find it again. So Ouch. I have to make another one. So is it like a? Uh, are they using the disarm shout? Then is that what what it is, or is there no, some other kind of debuff? Yeah, it's the it's the area of effect spells that they're that ah. flying around, because he uh, he summons mini tornadoes to hit you. Oh God! <laughs> of, uh, and it's mini tornadoes of like little bits of iron and rock. So. Ew! <laughs> yeah. Isn't there an invisible dragon too? An elemental dragons? Isn't there one that's invisible? Uh, there was a spriggan dragon that could make himself invisible. Oh, okay. But the, does it still have the shimmer effect, or or is it totally invisible? Uh, yeah, no, it had the, he has the, you know, like the Spriggans have the, like the taproot heart, which kind of shines. Yeah. Yeah. He had that. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe I'll just, if I, once I load elemental dragons, I'll drop my difficulty back down from master to adept or something like that to see if I, yeah, if I, can that, I was thinking so hard about that, but, uh, I'm one of those ones where it says like, you know, oh, we've put legendary on. Oh, all right. So it's kind of like a personal question to me and go, hey, you know, you can't do this. Yeah. All right. And then I roll my sleeves up and get in. But I'm only playing, <laughs> I'm only playing on Master. I'm not playing on Legendary. Yeah. I, um, I walked into some place and it started giving me a proper kick in. And this was a level, about a level six or seven. And then I was like, what the hell's going on? Even with all these, it can't be this. And then I realized I was still on Legendary from the last playthrough. <laughs> Oh yeah. Ah, yeah, drop that down, please. So I dropped it down to master. Yeah. Yeah, I dropped my Requiem playthrough down to Adept because it was just impossible on Master. At least for me anyway. But well, yeah, I did the same. I dropped it down and I couldn't I couldn't get past those three guys. Yeah. It was a pain. Yeah. And I didn't want to destroy my, my poor headphones anymore by rage quitting, so <laughs> they've already suffered. <laughs> a little bit from that luckily they have you know magnetic pop-off sides so when they get tossed they sort of come apart naturally 
they dismantle themselves and yes and they're easily reassembled yeah they're easily reassemble they are they are uh they are rage quit aware uh, so uh, well cool well shall we call that an episode then well i think we can i don't know whether anybody else will but uh, yeah well yeah, we'll that, call it that, an that's up to them yeah <laughs> yeah totally well it was good i'm uh, i'm glad we did this uh so uh everybody uh I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks for thanks for listening. And uh, now Thank I'll you. just sort of send it back to. Uh, we will say ta ta for, for now and send it back to Michael. So here I'm going to stop the broadcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of Skyrimatic. You can find all of our contact information, YouTube channel information, as well as other shows over at asapodcasting.com, including our newest show, The Fallout Feed. Special thanks to Claire Lafar for the show's artwork. You can find her stuff at etsy.com slash mayafireprints, M-A-I-A-F-I-R-E-P-R-I-N-T-S. And a thank you to Dan Bull for the use of his music in the roundtable open and close. You can find him on YouTube or iTunes. Just search Dan Bull. Once again, thanks for listening, and uh, later, everyone.